I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends reviewed the latest movies except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. It's like a really nice day out and I'm feeling good. I had a lot of fun this week because I was watching a lot of movies that were in my blind spots for it preparation on this episode so it was good i've been doing good yeah uh i know that you had a couple of blind spots i had one or two as well yeah (laughs) more than a couple (laughs) i I was trying to be nice there uh because there were some like very obvious movies you had missed but uh i think you you went back and you watched them and i can't wait to talk about them and for those who don't know Today, we are continuing our series called Summer Superlatives. So each week, what we're doing is we're talking about a movie genre, like action, superheroes, or in today's case, comedies. And we're going to discuss the reason why they play such a big role during the summer. And then we're going to have some fun, and we're going to give out some superlatives and the reasons why we chose our selections. And for this episode, we are joined by Mati from the Movie Marathoners podcast. Mati, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I th- can't complain too much. I mean, still stuck in my home, but other than that, things are fine. Yep. As uh, we are both stuck as well in our houses, <laughs> so we know the feeling. Now, this isn't the first time we've been on a call together. We were actually on your show. I believe it was earlier this year, or if, it, if I'm not mistaken, or if it was early last year. I have no, to look I, at the I date now. It was, this, it was this year, right? Early yeah, I think it was though. at the, uh, you know, December. Oh, um, right at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about comedies on that episode. So yeah. I Top felt... Top five comedies of the decade. That's what it was, the yeah. end of the yeah. decade. So, yeah. uh, and I know that we each had our choices. And so I think that we're going to see a lot of crossover. And I figured since we talked about comedies then, we brought you on to our comedies episode this time around. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, and I thought that was a great episode. Uh, I'll definitely, you know, do a shameless plug of that right here. I think <laughs> it was a great conversation. And we had some overlap, but we also touched on a lot of different types of comedy films. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I have the feeling that we'll run into the same thing here where our choices, I don't imagine that we'll have too much overlap, maybe a couple of different uh, categories. Maybe there's, you know, some similarities or some same choices, but I think Mm -hmm. we'll get enough of a difference between the three of us in our choices today. Now, let's actually talk about the genre. So (laughs) when it comes to summer, most people would assume, you know, big movies, you know, with expensive budgets. But if you look at box office or if you look over time since we've been starting from 75 on, comedies do stick out here and there uh yeah now mm-hmm. why and i'll start with jessica why do you think comedies have <laughs> been able to break through you know in certain years especially the comedies that we're going to touch on today i think it just brings so much needed levity to the season you have really strong contenders like you have the star wars you have the jaws movies and um you know the sci-fi movies that we discussed last time and those are tech like more often than not a little heavier in as far as narrative goes and content so i think the comedies do nicely in the summer because it is just fun it is very light it doesn't take a lot of brain power to must to like get your wrap wrap your head around the plot 
of these movies and I just think it's a it's like a break you know in the in the season and the whole season is like a break in itself so I think it matches really nicely to have some fun in your movie I I agree with that sentiment uh Madi uh, did did you have any uh thoughts that you want to j- jump off from Jessica or maybe something else that you see with the genre itself working for summer? Yeah. I mean, I I agree with a lot of what Jessica said. I think uh, maybe other than horror comedy is one of the most kind of ubiquitous genres of film in the sense that it's very seasonally independent in that like, you know, they're cheap to make uh, and you can churn out a lot of them each year. And I think just in general, people like to laugh year round. So there's never really a wrong time to release a comedy, but um, the summer is especially great for comedies just because, you know, it's hot. A lot of people, especially young people, have a lot more free time and they want to relax. So it's a very great time to go to the theater and just have that communal experience. And I think, um, you know, I mean, now more than ever, the idea of going to a theater and kind of reflecting on what parts of theater experience is the best Uh, One of the things that I really liked about going to the theaters is laughing with a group of people. Mm. So um, when you can go and just, you know, even if it's in the middle of the day or it's really hot, so you want to be in an air conditioned room, um, just going and laughing in a dark room is a great thing to do during the summer. I, I love being able to go to a movie and laugh with a group of people. I think that's why there's a sense of community uh, in any aspect or any place where you can share a laugh with people, you know, such as like a comedy room with a stand-up comedian or mm-hmm. in a movie with, you know, an auditorium full of people where everybody's laughing at the same exact thing at the same exact time because, you know, the creators, the writers, directors like purposely were like, we want to make this moment funny. How do we make it funny? How do we get the most laughs? And mm-hmm. That's an art in of itself. Uh, a lot of people won't consider it an art uh, for some reason. I don't know why, but it, it's it's an art being able to make multiple people laugh and people from all walks of life laugh. And I think a lot of these movies that we're going to eventually talk about today do that. They are just they work on all types of levels. They uh, are funny, you know, whether it's a sight gag, whether it's a funny line, whether it's the subtext that's being delivered. I think that they just work so well. And you guys pretty much spoke on it. You know, it is a reprieve from, you know, the big giant movies that usually come out in the summer. You just want to relax. You just want something that's not going to like make you think, oh, wait, but what's happening here with mm-hmm. the plot and mm-hmm. what's the twist? No, no. Like a comedy is just like, I'm going to laugh for two hours and we're good to go. Yes. So <laughs> now I think that would be a good entry point to ask one of the questions that we have on our superlatives list. And I'll start with the one that we've been starting with every week. And what is the most iconic movie from the comedy genre? Again, we put ourselves under parameters, which is the movie has to have been released in summer. So the first weekend of May through Labor Day has to be released, has to do well at the box office or have some type of pop culture significance, you know, be in the zeitgeist, Mm -hmm. if you will. And finally, no sequels. So I know there's a couple comedies don't really do sequels, but the few that do, I don't think really ever 
make a dent the way the first one does anyway. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. So we decided to limit ourselves <laughs> there. So I'm going to start off with uh, Mati. Uh, could you go ahead and give us your choice for what is the most iconic comedy to you? Yeah, so I was kind of debating between two different films. One, I think, is incredibly iconic just as a film and as a comedy. And then the other is uh, the one I won't talk about. So I'll just say it's Anchorman is just a very <laughs> absurd type you of humor. You runner-ups. It's good. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, Anchorman is just such an iconic absurdist movie. And it's a, a <laughs> film that has just completely invaded the zeitgeist. You know, you can say 60% of the time it works every time. And everybody knows what that is. Um, but my most iconic movie is When Harry Met Sally. Would you like to have dinner? Just friends. I thought you didn't believe men and women could be friends. When did I say that? On the ride to New York. No, 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 no. I never said this. Yes, that's right. They can't be friends. Unless both of them are involved with other people, then they can. This is an amendment to the early rule. If the two people are in relationships, the pressure of possible involvement is lifted. That doesn't work either, because what happens then is the person you're involved with can't understand why you need to be friends with the person you're just friends with. Like it means something is missing from the relationship and why do you have to go outside to get it? Then when you say, no, 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 it's not true, nothing is missing from the relationship, the person you're involved with then accuses you of being secretly attracted to the person you're just friends with. Which you probably are, I mean, come on, who the hell are we kidding? Let's face it. Which brings us back to the earlier rule before the amendment, which is men and women can't be friends. So where does it leave us? Harry? Goodbye. This is a movie that I actually only recently saw. Uh, Last summer was the first time that I saw it. And uh, it was on an airplane, too. So it wasn't even like the best, you know, way to see it. (laughs) But what really struck me about it was that it was just so I mean, right afterwards, I wanted to rewatch it. And I know I'm just going to rewatch this movie again and again and again. And I think that is a huge thing about comedy films. The the ones that stick are the ones that you just want to watch over and over and over again. And I mean, Harry and Sally, you know, iconic duo. Um, It's short. It's really sweet. It's a little overly simplistic with its gender dynamics, which I think (laughs) is very apt for comedies. Um, But yeah, just really funny, really great film. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to hear us complain over here about Harry (laughs) Met Sally. We love that movie. We love that movie Uh, so much. So much. Yeah. So that's a that's a great choice. Yeah. God, I love that movie. Yeah, we did an entire Rewind episode on it last year uh, to celebrate its 20th anniversary. No, wait, 30th anniversary. I think it was 30th. It was 30th anniversary. Uh, We catered an entire episode built around that uh, because we love that movie so much. And it is iconic because there are lines in that movie. There's an entire scene that is just, you know, played in every single movie montage ever since i'll have what she's having exactly so (laughs) you know it's iconic for a reason and the characters are very memorable so i that's a great choice Uh, i can't complain with that one so jessica what is your choice for most iconic mine was ghostbusters Mm. um and this one i recently rewatched it as in yesterday and (laughs) (laughs) and i um i laughed a lot but i still don't think it's like straight up comedy it has so many elements of comedy and obviously the cast is like all comedic actors um but i think as far as iconic 
this one kind of takes the cake. It's very much uh, a movie that everybody knows, that everybody loves. Um, I haven't found a person that hates Ghostbusters. Um, and I think what really cemented it for me was I went to Halloween Horror Nights last year and they had a Ghostbusters house. And like going into the house was like a friggin' party with they, they were playing like the theme song <laughs> and everyone was having a great time and everyone was pumped to go in the Ghostbusters house. And it kind of like made me feel like, yes, like I'm a part of something like this is awesome. We're going to have so much fun. And that's the feeling you get when you like finish watching Ghostbusters, you're like, oh my god, this is great. Like, I had a great time. And, um, yeah. Bill Murray, you know, Harold Ramis, it's it's such a great fun romp of a movie and it doesn't take itself seriously, which I think is the great mark of a comedy as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think it's Ghostbusters. It's a great choice. Um, like, and you did mention how it it's everywhere people are always having fun with it and even a couple years ago like it's in the zeitgeist uh <laughs> stranger things like they did an entire thing where the kids were yeah. dressed up as the ghostbusters so it still lives on and we're still getting sequels uh i know a few <laughs> years ago we got a you know a reboot of it that i know a lot of people have mixed feelings on but uh just to show that that movie has such a significance that they wanted to do it again. And mm-hmm. we're going to get a sequel. I think it was supposed to be the summer, but, you know, with everything, it got pushed back. But it just shows that people want to keep visiting either these characters, this scenario, this mm-hmm. just everything involved with it. So I, I can't argue with that one. That's a great choice as well. Uh, that's what's great about a lot of these is that there's so many good choices. It's hard to get yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say my choice. I had it down to two. My runner up was Airplane uh, because oh. of the fact oh. like it's one of the most absurd comedies, but it's memorable. It has so many memorable lines. Um, but for me, I think the one that makes more of an impact is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. I think that I thought about that one, too. Yeah, because uh, you have one of the most memorable characters in any movie with Ferris you have memorable lines left and right. Uh, you have uh, very funny scenarios uh, involving the principal of the school trying to hunt down Ferris. Like it's an absurd it's like the thought. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> the, the subplot of the truancy. <laughs> it, it's it's so it's really funny, and you have yeah. so memory. You know, you have so many great moments. You know, towards the end of the movie where he's running, racing his parents to get home. Yeah, you know so many great yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so i think that that movie because of the fact that so many people can look back and love that movie and i think it's another movie that it's very hard to find someone who doesn't like it uh so mm-hmm. that's why i chose ferris bueller's day off so uh so three very iconic movies i don't think you could have yeah. gone wrong with any one of the three uh nope. in that case now what I'm going to do here is we're going to go with uh, two questions, a good side and a bad side. So we'll start with the good side, and that is what is the best line? Now, uh, we have a question that might sound similar later, but doesn't mean it is just because of what you could do with that other question. So the best line in a movie. This time, I'll start with uh, Mati. Uh, what is the best line in, a, in any one of these movies? 
Can I swear on this podcast? Yes, you can. Yes. <laughs> My best line is, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> and oh, uh, this is from Anchorman. <laughs> yes. Uh, the legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think it's really hard to, I, I think this is another one of those uh categories that you could just there's so many answers even just from anchorman alone but you know i was running through so many different uh possibilities but i think the the reason i picked this one was because it highlights one of my favorite things about pg-13 movies is kind of (laughs) waiting for them to use their one f-word allowance yes and oh it just comes in the perfect spot and it's so funny and um yeah it's just a really funny line love it I love, I love that it. choice. Uh, I just watched Anchorman. That was a major blind spot for me. And that was one of the oh, movies wow. I referenced when I said I was watching comedies all week <laughs> to prepare for this. Yeah, it's it's such a funny line when it comes. And then when you see the context of how it got there in the movie yep. <laughs> is because he'll read anything on the teleprompter. It is fantastic. And I love the fact that he doesn't even realize what he did. Until no. he sees a yeah. playback of it. So that that's a great choice. Uh, Jessica, what is your choice? Mine is Ferris Bueller. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. And there's our yeah, overlap. Classic. I, oh, yeah. I have that one as well. Oh, for real? Yep, that oh, was yeah. my choice. No, no, no. It's... It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect ending to this <laughs> odd <laughs> long day <laughs> that they had. And uh, it's a motto. It's definitely a motto. Yeah. It, it's something that people carry with them now. They, you can see it in yearbooks <laughs> by seniors quoting <laughs> it. Uh, you see it in montage of like greatest movie lines ever. It, it's a great line because not only is it you know good for the movie but it's good for you to use in your everyday life or like to think about you know yeah if you don't stop and look around once in a while you can miss it like there's so many things that we do in our lives that we could end up missing the small things so it's a great line just pure and simple by itself Mm -hmm. you don't even need the movie for it to be a great line that's what's great about it all right so we've talked about the best lines let's flip over the worst lines you can take this in any direction you want um We've we've had a couple of different variations in the last couple of episodes. <laughs> Jessica, I'll start with you this time. What's the worst line in any one of the movies that you've seen? Yes, yeah, so it's going to be pretty much a grab bag, like anything to me from Scary Movie. <laughs> oh, man. Like, is terrible. It, like, is terrible. I picked one that said, uh, Gail, the reporter, says, is that drool? And Officer Doofy says, yeah, I forgot to swallow. And she goes, don't worry, because I never forget. Oh, yeah. The, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can see how, how cringy it is. And especially with that comedy, uh, that gross out comedy. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it works for everyone. Not everyone's into it. Uh, and yeah, it's not a great line, especially involving, uh, you know, uh, bodily fluids. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where to go with that because I mean it's 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 not a great line. I I went with something that at the time I guess it was funny, but you know it has not aged well over time. Oh gosh! So I went with from the forty year old virgin the whole entire conversation of do you you want to know how I know you're gay? Like 
that entire conversation of like poking fun of like how fun how funny it is that they're calling each other gay you know so you know it hasn't aged well at the time you know it was funny because it was a joke to like call gay you know a guy gay when he wasn't really gay um you know but now i even rewatched that movie i was i think it was last week i rewatched it just for this and like i didn't find myself laughing at all in that section uh and i was just like okay so maybe my attitudes have changed maybe it's the way you know our entire society has changed maybe has influenced me but yeah i don't find that that entire segment funny anymore Mm -hmm. uh how about your choice Nati? yeah rico yours was a good segue to mine because mine is very similar uh i'm not even going to say my line because it's very bad but it is the line from the hangover where they you know pull up to, I believe it's Ed Helms's house, and they say, paging doctor, yeah. and then oh. a slur yeah. for a gay person. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know how funny that was at the time. I mean, 2009 is not a long time ago, so I don't think it was very excusable then, but you know, especially now, uh, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> no. And, um, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, I think a lot of comedy films, even the really, really good ones, have problematic things in them because comedy is so... Yeah you know steeped in the culture at the time but um right that's one that is definitely not <laughs> not acceptable and probably wasn't at the time either no and i yeah. don't think it was acceptable at the time but uh i'm tipping my hand as to a answer for later but i do remember the reaction in the theater when that line was said and the entire crowd just burst out laughing so yeah. you know at the time, you know, it was still a thing where calling, you know, another man a derogatory term, even though they weren't mm-hmm. gay or, you know, just a derogatory term just in general was still considered funny, at mm-hmm. least for the average audience, the norm, you know, people who go to movies all the time. So uh, that's something that I came across as well. Yeah, that that was a line that nowadays I, I can't sit there and laugh at it. Uh, anymore mm-hmm. so so those were the mm-hmm. best lines those were the worst lines uh from any of these <laughs> movies so let's go back to the good stuff uh i'm gonna jump to one of the superlative questions for comedies because uh since we have so many comedy questions what is the best recurring gag oh. in a movie this is a good question because of the fact that it could be a joke that just keeps coming up, or maybe it's a sight gag that keeps coming up. So I'll start with uh, Mati. Can you give us what is the best recurring gag to you from these movies? Yeah, I had a couple. Um, I can't decide which one I like more, but the the couple that I listed were from Airplane. I think oh, it's yes. hilarious when... Uh, all the passengers that Ted Stryker's sitting next to just die from boredom <gasps> of his that story. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, no, I have to say another one when it comes to me. Okay, that's a great, that's a great um, gag. You're right. <laughs> and then the other one is in Booksmart of Gigi just showing up at every single party. <laughs> that's a great that one. Hilarious every single time. So. <laughs> that is a great gag. Oh, that, that's good. The fact that the gag involves an actual person uh, is a great one. Uh, most of my gags that I was thinking of didn't even. Fit even involve like a person reappearing so that's a great choice uh 
Jessica, what about you? Uh, best recurring so, gag. My number one was was the airplane gag where, <laughs> first of all, airplane is only gags and yeah. puns and wordplay. <laughs> so um, this movie was bound to have some really great ones. But yeah, Ted talking about his relationship with Elaine and whoever he's sitting next to tries to commit suicide <laughs> when they come back. It's like, it's so funny. The old lady hanging herself, another guy like dousing himself in gasoline and trying to set himself on fire. Like, it's a great gag. Um, I'll go with another one just to keep things fresh. And I love Marie in um, When Harry Met Sally where she's like, he's never going to leave her. <laughs> You're I don't right. think he's ever going to leave her. You're right. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my runner ups. I was thinking of that one because the first time she says it, you don't even like when you're first watching the movie, the yeah. first time you, she says it, you're like, oh, OK, she's just saying the line. But then right. every time that she repeats it later on in the movie, it just gets funnier and funnier because you know, know. what she's going to say. And in just her reaction, you're right. You're right. I know you're right. Just I know it's the brilliance of Carrie Fisher. It it really is. Uh, You know, long live Carrie Fisher. Uh, My choice uh, comes from the movie Wedding Crashers. I went with the rules in Wedding Crashers, the (laughs) ones that they keep bringing up throughout the movie. Uh, A little interaction that I really remember is when they're sitting in the wedding. Rule number 32, you don't commit to a relative unless you're absolutely positive they have a pulse. Rule 16, give me an up-to-date family tree. That was your mistake. You made me look like an idiot. Rule number 76, no excuses. Play like a champion. (laughs) Just (laughs) the amount of rules that just keep popping up throughout the movie just left and right. I love those little uh, recurring gags. Those are are fun. Those are fun. Uh, Let me go back up. This is a tougher question to ask, and... Or maybe to answer because of the fact that I don't think many of these movies have a very memorable score. But mm-hmm. what is the best score? And I'll open it up to soundtrack if you want. Yeah. Like, okay, if, yeah. 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 Let's so, do that. what is the best score slash soundtrack that any of these movies have? I'll start with Mati. Uh, what is your choice for your best score or soundtrack from any of these movies? Yeah, I was gonna say that I was gonna cheat and do soundtrack instead of score. Uh, <laughs> mine is Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Finest girl I ever met in my whole life Wanna take her home, make her my wife Knew she was a freak when she started talking She said fuck me like we fucked Bin Laden That girl was a freak She said she want me to fuck her harder than the military Fuck Bin Laden Fuck Bin Laden Oh <laughs> <laughs> That is so great. Oh, that's such a good one. So this is another oh. movie that I missed until relatively recently. Uh, one of the ones I watched in the quarantine. I'd heard good things about it. Um, I think at the time I watched it and or I saw the trailers and I thought that it was going to be just one of those like kind of bad parody movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> I should not have underestimated The Lonely Island, though. It is so funny. The uh, song Finest Girl, a.k.a. the Bin Laden song, is... Yes. Probably one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. Um, I will play that to actually listen to it because it's also incredibly catchy. So all the music in that movie. So good. (laughs) It really is. Uh, I'm also with you because I didn't see it for the first time until I think two years ago Mm. uh, because of the fact that so many people had said, oh, it's hilarious. And I thought 
I don't know. I I like the Lonely Island. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the whole concept of like imitating a pop star yeah. didn't really hook me. But then when I saw it, I just died laughing the entire movie. <laughs> I was, I I wish I had seen it in a theater because it was so hilarious. Uh, Jessica, what is your choice for best score slash soundtrack? So I thought at first it was going to be When Harry Met Sally because of the really classy, quirky jazzy piano type deal yeah. also like harry connick jr did like special uh performances and arrangements for the movie but now that you open it to soundtrack i have to go with the parent trap from 1998 <laughs> because <laughs> that movie has an amazing soundtrack with uh you know soulful strut the beatles um you know that song there she goes it's just a really cool soundtrack along with like the actual score which is really um playful and uh, also has like a lot of classy jazzy um blues type sound to it so yeah i'm gonna go with the parent trap that's not a bad choice uh, a little bit left field i didn't expect parent trap to yeah. come <laughs> in this in this uh segment here uh you actually mentioned mine i went with when harry met sally yeah, just because yeah, like good. it's just it's timeless it feels yeah. timeless mm-hmm. uh harry connick jr who by the way i looked it up he was only 21 when he did that oh wow. ridiculous uh he's amazing he's amazing but like even like just incorporating you know like classic music uh big band music oh. from the 50s and 60s into the soundtrack and then of course the title song that they play throughout it had to be you Mm-hmm. It's just a great song, timeless, can listen to it anytime, love it. And yeah, that's my choice when Harry nice. met Sally. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I'm going to skip back down to our comedies. What is the best joke in oh. any movie? This is a tough one <laughs> this because is yeah. the toughest this question. is the toughest question because of the fact that you you can narrow it down to just maybe lines or maybe you could do visual sight gags like or you know whatever you wanted to do but it was the toughest one to narrow down so uh i'm gonna start with uh, mati do you have a choice how hard was it to come with this choice for best joke this is like picking one of your six thousand children to pick as your favorite you (laughs) know um precisely i i i'm not confident with my answer but i kind of just went with my gut uh this is from anchorman and it is um i i guess it's a gag sort of but it's uh when they have the news fight with the the other local news team brick shows up to the fight with a grenade which is just i mean you know i think i think the best jokes uh are better when you have to explain them so maybe i'll explain why it's funny uh no i'm just kidding but I, you know it's just so funny that whole character is hilarious um and I think that that's one of his best moments. Yeah, I love when he's just like standing in the middle, holding out arm stretch the grenade and just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> as everyone around him is fighting. It's like, how do you one up the absurdity of a news fighting, like a, two news teams fighting with each other? How do you one yes. up the absurdity on that and make Brick even more absurd than what's already happening? And it's giving him a grenade as his weapon of choice. It's just... Oh, it's such a good choice. And then some really great stuff, though, in that movie, like the whole bears thing. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier when he's like, the bears can smell the menstruation. I like died. <laughs> died. When he oh said my that. Goodness. Because it, it's like the way he says it in the context of the whole conversation. Why bears? Like, it's like so good. It's good on a lot of levels. So. And then back to yeah. the fight. Uh, that's not the last thing we see from him. We actually it see him kill throw a trident. Yeah, yeah with a trident. <laughs> Brick, you killed a man. You should lay low. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, man. Uh, Jessica, oh, what is the best joke for you? Oh, man. I, I This is so difficult. Like, I don't know how we're even coming up with anything because every movie has at least a contender yeah. in best joke. Yeah. Um, I nearly met, went with the airplane Ethel Merman joke. Which, <laughs> like, I was rolling on the floor. <laughs> it was so funny. But um, I had to go with a personal favorite of mine, which was uh, Bridesmaids. There's a colonial woman on the wing of the plane. She's churning butter. And then the other girl gets up. There's something they're not telling us. Let's get out. <laughs> and then it's like mayhem on the plane. Um, that whole scene is hilarious and I think it's super memorable. I've quoted the whole, like, there's a colonial woman on the wing of the plane. <laughs> she's in, just in traditional garb. <laughs> she's churning butter. There's something they're not telling us. <laughs> oh, man, that's a funny one. And uh, I can't wait to talk about a, um, best character because I, I had to narrow it down there. Um, for me, the best joke, like, I had a couple of choices. Uh, there was the entire... Uh, scene involving McLovin and Superbad where he introduces oh. them with the driver's license just yep. back and forth and they're like telling him wait you it's one name McLovin like seal and just like the different like back and forth and he says it was either that or Muhammad it's like why would it be Muhammad why don't you choose a common name it's one of the most common names of the world why don't you read a fucking book <laughs> Just like stuff like that. That was one that I thought I was going to choose. Another one was from Coming to America uh, when oh, uh, yeah. Prince Hakeem is in New York for the first time and he's yelling out his balcony, <laughs> good morning, my neighbors. And someone yells out, fuck you. And then he says, yes, <laughs> fuck you too. I love it so much. I die laughing every time. But the one that I went with because it, I laugh every single time I see the scene it's the Sex Panther from Anchorman. I'll give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. <laughs> Time to musk up. Wow. Never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you gonna go with? London gentleman or wait? No, 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 hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No, she gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep, it's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. Uh, just, oh. uh, 
uh, tonight she gets the good stuff <laughs> sex panther by odion and you hear the the, the panther yeah. row. <laughs> it made it's made from bits of real panther so you know it's good <laughs> was that a snort <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> because it's so- sorry first of all second of all it's so fresh in my mind <laughs> And then when he it's- walks out and the whole place is like, what is that smell? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it stings the nostrils. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that entire oh, joke guy. involving Sex Panther is one of the funniest <laughs> jokes. I laugh every single time I've seen that. Uh, so, yeah, that's my choice for best joke. Great choice. Um, excellent. It... it, it, it <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, um, this one is going to be... We're going to jump down a bit here. Uh, what is the best outfit that any character wears? Uh, I know that a lot of comedy movies, sometimes sight can be very funny. Or, you know, maybe it's not funny. Maybe it just adds to what the character is. So I'll start with Jessica on this one. What is the best outfit that a character wears in any one of these movies um so i nearly went with uh, the fritz bernays from bridesmaids but i ended up just settling on the ghostbusters jumpsuit because mm. of how iconic and memorable it is and you know it's a halloween costume to this day um and it's pretty cool at the end of the day so yeah it's not necessarily funny but yeah but it does have an iconic look all yeah, these years yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, how about you, Mati? Uh, what was your choice for best outfit? You know, how you interpreted that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I struggled with this one a little bit just because uh, outfits aren't the thing that kind of pops into my head with comedies. But the the one I went with is in Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. I mean, all the costumes are great in that. Uh, but the helmet that he makes Owen Kid Contract wear when he DJs and it's just got like a laser light that comes out the top of it. And um, <laughs> it's just a great scene. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good scene. Uh, yeah. That, that's a very funny choice. Uh, I decided not to go so much with a funny uh, with this one. I just went with something that makes the character stand out. Uh, and I went with clueless. I went with share <laughs> just about any outfit you can choose for her. And it's, pretty much lived on its own in the zeitgeist uh but i'll go with the the very first one that they show which is the yellow outfit with the with the skirt and the you know knee-high socks it's like one of the most iconic visuals that you can remember from any one of those comedies uh even we've seen in music videos iggy azalea did it when she came out with her hit song so that's what i chose for mine so best outfit Mm. Nice. Uh, like not it. so much on the funny side, but still pretty iconic. Uh, let's go up here. What is the best cameo? I love this question because it made me think of the different so hard. things that we see and different people that just show up in a movie. So, Jessica, I will start with you on this one. Jeez. No. Um, <laughs> No, can you go to someone else? I'm, sure, I'm a little bit like on the fence still. That that's fine. It. That's fine. Oh. Okay, Mati, I'll start with you. What is the best cameo in any one of these movies? All right, I've got two. Is that all right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. The first one is an anchor man, uh, Jack Black. I think is oh. I, I don't know if it really counts as a cameo since it is like a whole part that he has, but he, he's only in that part of the movie. But when he punts Baxter off the uh, bridge because Ron Burgundy <laughs> knocked him off his motorcycle, it's just so funny. Um, Threw a burrito at him. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's how I roll. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, so that one's great. Um, and then an actual cameo is in Dodgeball, uh, which is a, a movie that I haven't talked enough about because I love that movie. Uh, Chuck Norris, his cameo in yes. Dodgeball is he shows hilarious. up. That's right. He does show up. You almost forget about that. Um, yeah, those are very good choices. Uh, when, when it comes back, well, actually, I'll go ahead and I'll just reveal mine now. Um, you mentioned Anchorman, but I went in a different direction. I went with the brawl. And all of a sudden, Luke Wilson shows up, Tim Robbins shows up, and then finally Ben Stiller shows up yeah. uh, into this fight. And like they just fight, and then they're gone. They don't show up again in the movie. Uh, except, uh, well, Ben Stiller doesn't show up. A couple of the others do. But yeah, that when they reveal them in that moment, the first time, I was yeah. like, wait, why is Tim Robbins in this movie? And, <laughs> oh, then, yes. and then Ben Stiller doing... Sp- <laughs> Doing Spanish language news. He's like the public news. Too. Like Tim Robbins is like the public news. Exactly. No commercials. No mercy. <laughs> uh, so like th- those little things like that. Uh, that's what I love about Anchorman that it just takes so many like hard lefts out of nowhere and just bringing in those people just for like that quick scene and then they're done. Love it. Uh, so Jessica, right, we're uh, back to you. Back to me. What is your choice? Okay, so my first choice was Wilson Phillips from Bridesmaids because <laughs> I don't think anybody expected freaking Wilson Phillips to come out at the end of Bridesmaids. And it kind of like it was a scene stealer. Um, but and again, I don't know if this is a cameo as much as like, wow, I can't believe they did this. But like Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Oh, that's definitely a cameo. Like, yeah, I thought about that. To this day, I'm like, what? Did we need a musical? Hey! Shh! Don't make any sudden movements. Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? Quiet, quiet. Mike Tyson? This is my favorite part coming up right now. Mr. Tyson would like to know why is this tiger in your bathroom? Hold on, hold on. That was completely unnecessary. I, I'm a huge fan. When you knocked out Holmes, that Explain. was. Explain. Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah. It, it's he, like, really owns good. the tiger and they like break uh, into his house and all this stuff. It's he like, sings uh, In the Air by Phil Collins. Like he's like yeah. dancing to it and then he punches Alan uh, at the very <laughs> end of it. Right, right. You got punched by Mike Tyson. And I love how Stu is just like, he still got it. <laughs> like after he punched <laughs> right, him. Right, right. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's a good cameo. That's a really good one. I almost, I forgot about that one, even though I had thought about that movie. I forgot about the Mike Tyson part. But yeah, yeah. that's a great cameo actually. So Ugh, uh, right. let's jump here. Um, we're gonna take some character questions uh, back to back to back. We have three of them, and. It's going to be a little tough to differentiate. I had my own rules when I did this for myself. So we're going to mm. go with best character. We're going to go with character doing the bare minimum. That's open to your interpretation. And then funniest character. So we'll start with best character. Uh, I'll start with Mati. Uh, how did you go about choosing best character and the difference between that and funniest? Because I'm pretty sure there's got to be some type of difference for you. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I think with best character, I went with the character that, uh, well, you know, for a while I kind of c- contemplated taking it seriously and be like, which character is the most nuanced and uh, interesting <laughs> character on screen? And I think if I went that way, it'd probably be somebody from When Harry Met Sally as that's the most, uh, you know, comedy mm-hmm. drama of the films that we've been talking about so far. But um, I just decided for the best character to be the character that, I think is just from head to toe concept wise, just a hilarious character. Um, okay. Yeah. And I went with white Goodman from dodgeball. Um, uh. <laughs> he is just, just, okay. It's Ben Stiller um, being this macho, <laughs> hilariously douchey uh, head of this mega gym. And uh, just every line that he says is so funny that uh, I, I think he's a great character in the movie. And a great villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a great villain. He's a very funny villain, too. Yeah. Just with his lines and just the bravado he's, like, putting on. Like, yeah, we take dodgeball seriously. We got an entire <laughs> gym for it and all that. And what is that face, Rico? <laughs> I don't know. I was making a face because, like, he makes a face when he's, like, talking to them and stuff. So I'm just imagining Ben Stiller with that mustache yep. and the weird <laughs> hair. Uh, and, like, he's, like, in shape. You know, and he's like wearing like stuff that is like, you know, tight on his body. All of the (laughs) spandex that you can imagine. Like he's just wearing all of it. It's a very funny character. And yeah, you're right. From head to toe, from beginning to end. That that's a great character. Uh, Jessica, what is your choice? Best character. So mine was um, very adjacent to funniest character. But I thought that for best character, I sort of went with somebody who is uh certainly funny but like extremely unique like i haven't seen this character in other places and like the actress who portrayed this character i haven't seen her do anything similar to it so i went with melissa mccarthy's megan from bridesmaids (laughs) Um, yeah because it is just such a buck wild character and this is ducky's sister megan hey hi oh hi my grandma's not supposed to have wine. I'll, I'll be right back. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm on the mend. You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Oh. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. <laughs> All right? A mate fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm back. shit. I'm, yeah, oh shit. Yeah, oh shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall. Kind of pinballed down. Hit a lot of railings. Broke a lot of shit. I didn't... I'm not going to say I survived, I'm going to say I thrived. I met a dolphin down there, and I swear to God, that dolphin looked not at me, but into my soul, into my goddamn soul, Annie, and said, I'm saving you, Megan. 
Not with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. We had a connection that I don't even know if I can, ex oh jeez. And not that everything, every single thing she does is funny, but it is extremely like off the wall, like what is she doing? Like how is this character even existing? And I mean, her on the airplane is like on another level. <laughs> Like, when she's yeah. sitting next to the air marshal and she's like, where do you keep your gun? This can go up and higher when he goes to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> and just um, firing on all cylinders. The way they made her look as the character was like, Melissa McCarthy does not look like that. Like, <laughs> it was very well done. And I think that character is really the best. That really is funny. That is a great character. Um I have a feeling that she'll be coming up again later. Uh, but for me, uh, the way I, I decided to interpret it was I went with a lead. So mm. for best character where the movie is built around them or that person. Uh, and it would be tough to replace them with someone else. Right. Like, you know, so I, I narrowed it down to two and I was having a hard time really choosing like, okay, do I want to go with the main character who is funny or well they're both funny i, ca I can't really differentiate <laughs> it there so my runner-up i went with uh harry in when harry met sally i think yeah. that his character his joke delivery his uh the way he changes throughout the movie you know you know he's the way he thinks about situations and relationships early on is different than later yeah. in the movie. He So he grows as the movie goes. Uh, but then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick with some someone really funny that I don't know if somebody else could do that role. And it's Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. I think that his joke delivery is something else. His mannerisms of just like starting to talk just out of nowhere, <laughs> like in the very beginning of the movie when the secretary is asking him, you're going to have a sleepover at your best friend's house. And then like he, <laughs> he turns it on her. It's like, you don't know what it's like to have lost a uh, parent. And like, he's like just <laughs> dancing around it. And then zero we grow up. Yeah. Zero to 60. Um, or when Bradley Cooper confronts him, it's like, we're going to go hunting. And it's like, Hey, uh, you know, we're here. We're going to, we could go and shoot some birds. And it's like, it's not like we have a psycho with a gun. And it's like, but you know what? I'm psyched. <laughs> just like uh, a lot of the stuff that he does is just pretty unique and it's hard What's to find that someone line else. That you like though? The one where he, um, crap, he says. Oh, yeah. Like... One of my favorite lines is uh, when, <laughs> when John decides he's going to go for a bike ride with Rachel McAdams' character. But he had just gotten shot in the ass <laughs> and they're like taking out the pellets and he's like, you're you're leaving me out here taking grenades, John. <laughs> and then taking I hope you flip grenades. over your bike and break your two front teeth. <laughs> oh, man, he, he is funny all the way throughout that movie. I love Vince Vaughn there. Uh, so th that's my choice for best character. Let's go to the other side of the coin, the character doing the bare minimum. Again, this one's open to interpretation. The way you want to take that is up to you. Jessica, I'll let you start off with this one. All right. What is your choice? So I went, 
Yeah, I went with Dwayne from Little Miss Sunshine, played by Paul Dano. Oh. Um, because he took a vow of silence for, like, the most shitty reason, and then he's, like, not doing anything the rest of the movie. He has, like, one blowout, like, because they, they figure out that he's colorblind. He cannot fly. Uh, or go to the Air Force, whatever it is. And, like, he just, like, starts screaming. He, like, and again, like, after that one point, you'd think he would get better, like, do something. Like, no. He doesn't do anything. It is, like, the biggest, like, blank of a character. Mm, so. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That, I, I didn't think about that character, but you are right. That character really just sits there. For the entire movie, except <laughs> yeah. for the blow up that he has. But yeah, you're right. Just sits in the car, helps them get the car started, and that's pretty much it. That's that's all they yeah. do. Yeah, that's like the grandpa dies and like he doesn't do or say anything. It's like, yeah, they really are doing thing? the bare minimum, just sitting there Ugh. on screen. Uh, Monty, what is your choice for character doing the bare minimum? I went with a very literal approach to the question, and I said it okay. is Baby Carlos from The Hangover. Oh, because <laughs> he's a baby. Um, that's great. That's great. There we go. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one. That is a really good one. Oh, wow. I never thought of approaching it that way. That's a good one. <laughs> you could also say the guy. I haven't actually seen the movie, which is a huge blind spot for me. But uh, Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's, I'm assuming, is doing oh, very, yes. very little. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah, because yeah. Everyone, the other two guys are basically doing everything for him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's dead, so. <laughs> yeah, he's dead, so <laughs> not really much he could do. Yeah. Um, for me, I went with this one I took as this character just doesn't mesh well with the rest of the characters in the movie mm-hmm. or, you know, their character doesn't really interact well with them. It's Leslie Mann's character in Knocked Up. Uh, oh, I, I yes. feel that everyone else is like trying to be funny or, you know, or is just naturally funny. And uh-huh. her character, for the most part, is just like either nagging for jokes or mm-hmm. whining for jokes or the way they set up her character just does not feel like it belongs in this movie. She just yeah, she feels like a wet blanket Yeah, yeah. On, on the jokes or on the comedy, even with uh, Catherine Heigl's character. Catherine Heigl actually has moments where she's pretty funny and a, a lot of people will – you know, say things about Katherine Heigl, like, nah, she's not great in that movie. She's actually not bad in that movie. She's actually pretty good. It's Leslie Mann's character that kind of, like, gets under your skin and you're just like, ugh, I don't know. Why are you here? Why do you have all these lines? Yeah, why do you have it's all these lines? Story. Is it yeah. is it because you're married to the director? <laughs> is it because you are married? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's how I chose to approach Bare Minimum is just that they don't fit into the movie that they're mm. in. Pretty much. All right. All right. So the third one involving a character, this one's going to be funniest character. Uh, yeah. This one, uh, there's a differentiation, you know, you know, between best and funniest. So I'll start with Mati. Uh, what is the funniest character in any of these movies? So the one that I have written down is um, Brick Tamland from Anchorman. Just yeah. because, I mean, you know, we've talked about him. Just everything he does is so absurd and funny. Uh, just to mix it up a little bit, I will say um, this is a movie that I had not thought about until we were doing this. But uh, in This Is The End, there is um, Michael Sarah, <laughs> His character, who he's playing himself, I think is 
absolutely hilarious. He's like a coked out and uh, really <laughs> aggressive version of Michael Sarah, and I thought that that was hilarious. So just to mix it up a bit. Yeah, that's not a bad choice. Uh, that that movie doesn't get talked about a lot. Uh, not sure why. But that was a star-studded cast. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just everything going on. That's a pretty wild movie. Uh, Jessica, what is your choice for funniest character? Mine is Alan from The Hangover. That's Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> he is pretty much funny the entire time he's on screen. Can I ask you a question? Do you know if the hotel's pager-friendly? What do you mean? I'm not getting a sig on my beeper. Can I ask you another question? Sure. You probably get this a lot. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. Hey, guys. You ready to let the dogs out? I, I like everything he says is funny. Um, when Stu says, she's got my grandmother's Holocaust ring, he goes, I didn't know they gave out rings at the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Caesar's Palace joke is too much. Like, <laughs> you probably get this a lot. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? <laughs> what do you mean? Did Caesar live here? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a great one. That's actually my choice, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. As well, yeah, because mean, of the fact that everything he says is hilarious. Everything. <laughs> everything. Like, it's 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 super inappropriate, but, like, he's, like, uh, saying, like, it's what uh, it's why they frown upon kind of like masturbating on a plane. It's like, <laughs> it's frowned upon now. Nobody has a sense of humor since 9-11. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, you know, right, and, right, and then he like creates a song like we're the three best friends that anyone can have, <laughs> you know. Yes, uh, it's so good. I almost he's put really masturbating good. on an airplane as my best line because I think oh, that's, that it's really oh. quotable, <laughs> it's frowned upon, it really is. <laughs> I love the uh, oh, wait, next week's no good for me. The Jonas Brothers are in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great out of nowhere line. The Jonas Brothers are in town. Oh, uh, I'm when not he, allowed. At, where is it? I'm not allowed at, to come within a hundred feet of like schools and Chuck E. Cheese's or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Uh, and oh, I love when he's giving his little like toast on top of the hotel before the night yes. starts, and he's like, "So, how about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City." And like he's like, <laughs> and just like <laughs> holding the piece of paper. Oh man, the speech. Oh, that oh, speech. God. Yeah, it's he is hilarious. Just jokes all the time. My my runner up was actually Megan from Bridesmaids, uh, just oh. because of the fact that she again she is so funny throughout the entire movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna climb that thing like a tree. <laughs> Oh man, she she is really funny. But yeah, Alan eventually won my vote because of the fact that like he is just a joke machine throughout that entire movie. Yeah. So, uh we're down to a couple questions. We're down to our last two. So, we'll do this one first. What is the best duo/crew? Uh this one yeah. was a tough one for me because I narrowed it down to 5 and then like I had to like slowly like 
cut down at it, cut down at it, cut down at it. So eventually I ended up with my two like favorite like either cast or crew to, to really hang out with in a movie. So my runner up, I went with Wedding Crashers, Owen mm. Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Uh-huh. That's a good one. The yeah. two of them together. Uh, very good, you know, couple on screen that just are hilarious and, you know, you love following them. But my eventual choice was Anchorman, the Anchorman News team. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's fantastic. You have, of course, Ron Burgundy, you know, Will Ferrell, hilarious in the movie. Brick, we've already talked about plenty on this. Uh, but we haven't really even mentioned Paul Rudd's character that oh, much yeah. besides Sex Panther. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he, his, I love the ladies, but they do not belong in the newsroom and the way he like says it uh but then there's um why am i blanking on the last one champ champ yeah. is a whammy For sports oh. uh just uh one of the mo- one of the funniest visual gags is when uh veronica corningstone is delivering the news for the first time and they're trying to distract oh, yeah. her and yes. Paul Rudd is in his underwear and like Champ is like trying to do like a scare like tactic like he's like <laughs> jumping out at her but he's not making any noise he looks like yes. he's trying to be like a cat of some kind <laughs> but he's not making any noise <laughs> that entire visual gag I laugh so hard and when it I escalates see. too it, it escalates it's so funny <laughs> uh, so yeah that entire crew for me just became the choice for that uh, Mati, what is your choice? Mine's the crew of Dodgeball. Uh, ah. I think just everybody on the team has a couple bits or pieces in the movie that are just absolutely hilarious. And it's a pretty star-studded cast. You've got Vince Vaughn, Stephen Root, Justin Long, Alan Tudyk just being a pirate for some reason in this movie. Uh, <laughs> for no reason. Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller. Um, and then even within the Dodgeball crew, the duo that I think is hilarious is the... Uh, dodgeball commentators which are jason bateman and gary cole and yes that's the that's a bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off um just their back and forth i think this was maybe even before arrested development so jason bateman wasn't as big of a name as he is now and he's just so funny as this kind of like it it's just really funny to watch them make fun of sports commentary in that movie (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And on top of that, like it gave birth to something that we actually see now is ESPN, the Ocho. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. But the joke is that like ESPN started creating so many channels that eventually they like launched a new channel that would show the fringe sports. So like dodgeball. So it's ESPN, the Ocho. And like they were the commentators. (laughs) But now in real life, every once in a while, they'll do programming that's called ESPN, the Ocho. So it's like axe throwing and um a cornhole championship and all those like fringe little sports like that they like show it all day so that is hilarious amazing i did not know that yeah yeah like it is really funny there's one where it's like a juggling championship just uh see yeah juggling (laughs) juggling championship oh man so yeah that's a great choice I, i really love that team that that's a very funny movie Jessica, what is your choice? Best duo I went or crew? With the girls, the girls from Bridesmaids. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. They're excellent. This was definitely my uh, top five, number one spot uh, comedy of the decade back on uh, Mati's episode. And 
I mean, come on, like Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, Ellie Kemper, Melissa McCarthy, Wendy McLendon Covey, like these ladies, I don't know how, but they worked together and they each kind of dominated and understood what their character was so well. Um, And man, they just played so well off each other. All of their stuff was hilarious and you know, you think you kind of feel like it's going to go the way of the hangover because they're like, let's go to Vegas, Vegas, all this stuff. But then the airplane scene happens and it like crashes and burns and they don't get this like hangover kind of arc. So I, I like it. I like the girls and what they do. And it's funny. It's a great crew. That is a great crew. Yeah. I mean, there's so much comedic talent on that on that team there it's really good someone who's super underrated uh comedy wise is rose Byrne. i don't think i don't think a lot of people would mention her when you say oh who are the great you know female you know comedians or female actresses in comedies she her name probably won't come up with most people but if you look at some of the funniest movies or some of the funniest (laughs) moments she's involved in some of those and she 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 really uh, you know hangs in and does her own stuff that's really good she's really good yeah. in those movies all right so we're down to our final question uh this one um is a pretty good question we've ended it with our previous episode and what is the most memorable movie going experience and why so i'll start with uh, mati on this one what is your most memorable movie going experience from a comedy so let's paint a picture, I guess. Um, I am, uh, well, I'm, I'm part Finnish. So every summer we go and visit my mom's side of the family in Finland. And um, in Finland, uh, like a lot of Europe, the uh, regulations for what you can play on TV are a lot uh, lower. So you can, you know, everything is pretty much uncensored. So I was watching Knocked Up on TV. Um, you know, it's got the finished oh, no. subtitles and everything. And I'm watching it with my aunt and uncle who um, speak some English, but there is a bit of a language barrier. So we're, we're not like on super, you know, we're not super close in terms of just being able to talk freely with each other. And um, I can't tell you a time that I've been more uncomfortable than watching Seth Rogen have sex with a pregnant Katherine Heigl <laughs> and freaking out because he doesn't want the tip of his penis to touch the baby's head. Um, and so I'm sitting there, I'm maybe, you know, 16 at the time or something with my aunt and uncle, just like, oh my God, this is so awkward. And for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to acknowledge the awkwardness. So I said, this is weird. Oh, no. And my aunt says, shit happens. And that was all we said. So... <laughs> Um, oh, man. Shit happens. Definitely the most memorable movie going experience for me. And it wasn't even in a theater. Oh, wow. Nice. That, that's really funny. You know what? That reminds me. There's an SNL sketch with that same type of premise where it's two parents and a teenager sit down to watch a movie and they forget that there's a sex scene in the movie. So you hear their inner monologue just like, oh, wow, I forgot how long this scene was. Oh, let me break let me break the tension let me uh let me say something and like they say like just like terrible comments and it's just like or like one of them is like wow you sure is lasting long and like it's just like just terrible all right so jessica what is your choice for most memorable movie going experience 
I have to go with When Harry Met Sally because um, I watched that one when I was in college and I had was taking like a films of the 80s class and um, I rented it from the library and watched it in my dorm and I was like that was like the first time I had ever like really done that like rented a movie from the books like the <laughs> library and so it was like an experience and I was like watching it on a little laptop and it was a uh, it was nice and quiet like it was I watched it by myself and it was nice I liked it yeah I I do remember the first time I saw when Harry met Sally I out of all places I saw it on the phone the first time it, so I've it, seen it on a plane you saw it on a laptop Jess yes. and and I saw it on the phone yeah wow yeah that was my first <laughs> time but ever since then I've gone back and watched it you know you know on an actual TV or or something like that uh, so yeah great great movie and memorable choice mine is actually going to the movies. I remember it pretty well. It was the time that I watched The Hangover. Oh. Uh, I went with my brother and with our friend Kathy. I remember the audience was just hooting and hollering the entire time. It, it was just laughs all throughout the movie. And what really got everybody like, whoa, was the ending credit montage with all the oh. photographs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like one of those things where you're just like, whoa, what is all this? And you don't even realize it. But yeah, that that's my choice for most memorable movie going experience. It's the one that even to this day, like I still remember the theater that I was in to watch that movie. So yeah, that's my choice there. So we did it. We got through all the questions that are on our list for the comedy superlatives. So uh, this has been a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, so very first thing, obviously, before we get out of here, we want to thank, obviously, the listeners for listening to this episode and this series. But more importantly, we do want to take time and thank Mati for coming on the show. Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, let us know about you and your show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. It was an awesome time. I laughed a lot, so it was always fun. Uh, you can find me wherever you find podcasts just by searching for the Movie Marathoners podcast. Uh, I run a podcast that reviews all things film and television, and I always have great guests. Uh, they are usually much more knowledgeable about film than I am, so it's always a, a good time and really informative. Uh, Rico and Jessica, you guys have both been on there before, and hopefully I'll get you on again sometime soon. Um, and you can just follow me on Twitter to keep up uh, at Movie Marapod. That's Movie M-A-R-A pod. Yes, and we definitely enjoyed our time when we were on the show with you. And yes, we definitely look forward to being on again in the future. Uh, so with that, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, you are in the middle of our series, Summer Superlatives. Go back and check some of our other episodes on the series. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts because that goes a long way for us. Don't forget to check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Always Critic Pod. Well, that has been our show. I'm Rico. 
And I'm Jessica, and this has been the Always the Critic Podcast. Oh,